At what point does an artist like Ronnie Romero decide that enough is enough with singing on other people's records and decides to take a chance at doing it on his own? We'll find out on this edition of Chris Aiken Presents. It is Chris Aiken Presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and I am thrilled to be joined once again on the show by arguably the the best and the strongest newer voice out there in the world of rock and metal. Uh, you certainly remember him most recently from Lords of Black or from Rainbow. Um, he's also done some solo work, and now he's back with a killer covers album, which we're going to talk about today, called Raised on Radio. And uh, of course, he is Mr. Ronnie Romero. Ronnie, how are you, man? Hello, Chris. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, nice to talk to you too, man. And I'm going to tell you straight up, honestly, I generally hate covers records, as a lot of people do. And I know you know that. <laughs> and the reason I do is the reason I like this one. You didn't cover just the standard fair songs. You did a lot of stuff that was like deep dive stuff or forgotten classics and that alone makes it fun because it's not the standard, hey, here's Led Zeppelin's rock and roll. Here's Freebird. You know, it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it's very cool that you did that. So let's dig into it, man. Um, we're, we'll start with the song choices. I, I know from reading the press release, it seemed like you wanted to do a solo record and Serafino wanted to do a covers record. Serafino from Frontiers. Yeah. So how did the decision get made? Did you did you decide to do that? And if so, who chose the songs? I'm, I'm very glad that you, you're saying this because it's exactly what we wanted to to uh, to 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 do uh, with the okay. with the album. And it's exactly what we wanted to the people think about this album, because it's not just a cover album. You know, um, when the, we were talking with the record label and then uh, the last couple of years they were you know like a kind of a pushing me to make a solo record uh -huh. and I was, not, I was not really interested and i was not sure about to do it because for me as i always say for me there is two reasons that's uh, why a singer makes a solo record one of the reasons sure. is because he's boring on his band uh <laughs> right and, and the second reason is because he's is uh, you you need to feel to 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 the, the feeling to, to do something different than what you are doing. Uh -huh. uh, and and I, I, I never had that feeling because I was doing a lot of different things, you know. I was, sure. I was like a fulfilling all my, all my uh, musical interests, you know, like uh, I was doing hard rock, I was doing heavy metal, I was doing melodic, progressive and many things that I didn't feel that there was uh, something else that sh I should do or I feel to do. Uh, so um, I was not totally interested in that. But then Serafino came with the idea to make a, a covers album. In the meantime, I decided if I wanted to make a solo record or not. Um, okay. Just to just to you know put uh, the name Ronnie Romero out of uh, all these collaborations that I was doing in the last years. You know, not sure. Well, the people they can start to think about uh, Ronnie Romero, not like the Rainbow Singer, the Vandenberg Singer, the uh, Michael Schenker Singers. You know, just Ronnie Romero as a singer by sure. himself, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that, that turned uh, a little bit more interesting for me. Um, and then obviously, uh, I, I must say that I really uh, 
I'm not interested in in um, in covers albums as well, as you say. Okay, sure. Um, it's not my kind of things because I was doing a lot of covers the last years with Rainbow, sure. with Michael Schenker, and you know. So the most of the time I spend doing covers, in instead of uh, uh, my own songs. Uh, so it was not something like uh, I think. Okay, this is not going to add anything new to to my fans or to the people in general. So I, uh -huh. I don't think it's interested. So uh, when we think about this, um, um, I say, okay, I will do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up all the songs because I think to make a solo record, it must be something like um, like a tribute to my beginning of as a musician. Uh, I grew up in a family of musicians. Okay. Uh, I formed my first uh, rock band uh, when I was 14 years old, and um, I don't want to. I don't want to to make the typical things like the people gonna expect me to sing like Rainbow uh, Dio or whatever. Sure. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to dig into the songs that I was listening since I was a kid, especially with my father, rest in peace, because he introduced me to the rock music and he was a huge okay. fan of uh, the classic uh, rock, uh, American and 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 from the from from the UK, like okay. you know, like Journey, Kansas. A survivor and then Led Zeppelin, the purple and all that kind of thing. So sure. Um, so yeah, I decided to 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 go to less uh, less uh, popular songs. Sure. Uh, and that for me, uh, it would make more. Uh, it would be more interesting interesting for for the people to listen because it's not the typical song that you are expecting me to sing. Exactly, and and, and like I said, I love the song choices. I. It I when I first got it, you know, again I won't lie. I saw a covers record. I was like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> and and but I put it on, you know, I put it on and started listening. When I heard Survivor's Back Backstreet Love Affair, I was like, wow, that's yeah. like really deep track. That's yeah, not a, that was never a hit, at least here that was not a hit at all. And yeah. it, you know, it was it wasn't even on a hit album. So it was like, wow, this is really deep. You yeah, know, talk about that one a little bit. What? What led you to that song out of out of all the Survivor songs? I mean, I, I'm a, as I told you, I'm a huge fan of of all that kind of music and all those bands. Uh, first of all, is I, I didn't pick up any song that I uh, from a band that I am not fan of. Okay. Okay. So this is the first thing. All the all the songs that you can you can see in the track in the track list mm -hmm. uh, are songs that I was listening through the years, actually. So okay. um, it's nothing new for me. And especially this uh, Backstreet Love Affair, I think is one of the most uh, underrated songs from Survivor because everybody remembers the Eye of the Tiger and, you know, Burning Hard and that, that kind of sure. thing from the movies. And that's it. Right. Uh, so I think it was, uh, it was worthy to, to, to make a rendition of, of those songs, you know, with the Smoke Without Fire, it's the same thing. And the, sure. from the, uh, uh, the Kansas song is the same because it's actually... Uh, the Kansas song is from a period where uh, um, Steve Walsh, he was not in the band. There was an, a replacement right. singer. So, you know, it's it's very underrated song. It's, I think it's a beautiful song. So I, I, I thought every song I thought, like, okay, what uh, I would love to do and the people, they would they would not expect me to, you know, like to sing. Okay. And, 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 and even because sometimes it doesn't really fit my vocal style. Uh -huh. you know? So also it was a challenge for me. Because sure. even when I was, I know the song and I was listening to the song through the years, it's not the kind of song that fit especially with my, with my vocal range and everything. So it's, I think it was more challenging. Sure. And, and you know, the other one, probably the most challenging vocal song on it, at least to my ears, 
was also the one that I was, I could not be more happy that you did because no one has ever covered it as far as I'm concerned, as far as I can remember rather. And nobody has ever, nobody even remembers the song except for those of us that were, you know, 15 years old in 1984. And that's Russ Ballard's voices. What a great song. And, And you guys take yourself out of it even the guitar riff on, on your version of it is amazing. So yeah. tell me a little bit about the band that you worked with on it too. Cause you got really great sound from your band as well as from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same reason that uh, why I'm doing this cover album, as I told you at the beginning, because mm-hmm. I really want to pay a rendition to my, to my, my career so far, you know, so and, sure. and since, since, since I started. So for me, it was very logical to count with musicians that I worked with in the past. Okay. Uh, especially, especially Andy in the drums and, and, and Javi Garcia in the, uh, in the, um, in the bass, because we were, we were bandmates in Lords of Black. Right. And I know them very well and I trust them very well in their talent. You know, they're very talented musicians. So, uh, and uh, we all, all the musicians you can see in this album, they, we, we came from the same kind of a music school where, you know, we were listening to a lot of different bands and we were playing a lot of covers before uh, when we were starting, you know, so, um, so for me, it was, it was very uh, like a trust uh, lineup. And then also I, I wanted to add some very special guests um, like uh, Danny Gomez from uh, from Spain, who is who is playing the guitar in uh, in the uh, Freddie Mercury song, right. because because we play Queen songs before with him, and because he's uh, is an official ambassador of the Red Special from my from Brian May, so he's is is the only guy in the world who can actually uh, can play the the Queen and the Freddie Mercury songs, uh, you know, properly. Uh, sure. With the real sound of 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 Queen, you know, so it's uh, it makes sense for me to do to to work with them, and then also in the uh, in uh, all along the, all along the Watchtower, mm-hmm. um, I count uh, with uh, my first guitar player ever, the guy who we found the first band together when we were fourteen years old. The guy is from Chile, and I talked to him and I say, I really want to have you in one of the songs uh, because uh, everything is start. Uh, with you, you know, we start to play music sure. together, so it makes sense for me to to have you in the album. And then also, it's obviously uh, Alessandro Del Vecchio is the producer and is a good friend of mine. And and is, is, is I mean, I'm not gonna say that he's very talented because everybody knows he's very talented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he helps me a lot with the production as well. So I'm very happy to count with all the people. And then uh, the guitar player uh, from the band Big Deal, uh, they're working with Frontiers, and Alessandro came with the idea to count on him, and they say, okay. Let's try, and I found the guy. He's a he has a great, you know, like a classic tone. Uh, so it was perfect, the perfect fit for for the songs we were we were choosing to play. Sure. Well, it definitely works. Now you mentioned Lords of Black. What what is the status of that? Is that done? No, I mean uh, there was a problem, obviously, with the, because of the pandemic, uh, we were not allowed to make shows and everything. The problem right. with Lords of Black is we did uh, we did two albums during the pandemic. And we didn't have the chance to support the album with live shows. Uh-huh. So now we are a little bit, you know, stuck in the in 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 in, in, in this position where we are waiting to you, you everybody gets to and, and everything gets to normal so we can go out sure. and make no sense to make another record because we did two records already right. in, the last, in the last year and a half. So uh, so we are just waiting for the right time to go on tour. 
to support the two albums. And then uh, it's probably it's going to happen at the uh, at the end of this year, beginning of 2023, and then we will see what's going on. Okay, excellent. Now, now, Ronnie, um, the first single that you shared with everybody that had the video was the uh, Bad Company song, uh, yeah. No Smoke Without the Fire. And again, love the choice. I love that you didn't go with the... Um, you didn't go with the Paul Rogers stuff. You went, yeah, you went with yeah. the Brian House stuff. Um, yeah. How did the decision get made to to do this one for the video and to share this one first as like everybody's first taste of of this um, raised on radio? Uh, for us, it was uh, we we talked about this with Alessandro. It was it was pretty logical because uh, even when he's a, as you say, is a it is an underrated song. Uh, because mm -hmm. you know everybody remembers that Paul Rogers and everybody relate Paul Rogers with Bad Company, and no, there is not too much people they they uh, remember uh, Brian Howe and in the vocals, right. which is you know for me fantastic. He was a fantastic singer, um, and uh, if it this this song I can say that fit with my vocal styles perfectly, and and I felt very comfortable uh, singing the song, so it made more sense, you know, like. Uh, as a first approach to the audience to have this cover, but with the very Ronnie Romero on it, you know, like it was not that uh -huh. far away from my, from the people I already heard from me. So uh, that's, that was the reason you know, it's, it, it, it will be, it will be uh, even like a song that I wrote, you know, because it, it fit perfectly with my vocal style. So, so that's sure. the reason. No question. Now, now Ronnie, you have all these songs now and, um, you're obviously going to end up on tour at some point with, with Lords of Black or with, you know, Ronnie Romero solo. Will, yeah. will you perform some of these? I'm sure you're not going to do the whole, a whole set of covers, but will you, <laughs> will you pull some of these out occasionally to, you know, spice up your set or to add a little flavor to a, to a show? Well, actually the idea is to, um, is to start to work on my, on my solo career, you know, because, okay. um, I, I just uh, realized that I think it's the right time since since Rainbow is is kind of uh, going to an end. If not now, if it's not happening now, it's going to happen very soon. Sure. Um, and then I cannot be just uh, I cannot be just uh, doing this uh, uh, guest vocalist everywhere. You know, um, I, right. I, I I got a, a kind of a little tired of this. And I really want to have my my own name on 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 my career. So it's um, uh, I think it's going to happen. So the plan is to uh, we just released this album of covers, which is a volume one because it's going to be a volume two. Okay. And I can tell I, you will be the first to hear this. I'm, I'm, this is going to be the raced on heavy radio. It's going to be the second one. Okay. So uh, we're going to make more uh, heavy metal songs. Um, but it's going to be the same style that very underrated songs or, or B-sides of that kind of things. So we, we will have songs from Judas Priest, Sing With Mom's Thing, Black Sabbath with Tony Martin, uh, okay. that kind of things. And then, and then the third album is going to be a proper solo album with original songs that we are already working on. Okay. So after, after this, uh, the plan is to go out on tour with my band and then try to see what happens. Sure. Now, what what is the timeline for the releases? Is that all this year, or is that this year leading uh, yeah, into twenty twenty three? Or yeah, probably uh, the second volume is going to be released uh, early twenty twenty three, and then um, the third album with original songs. Uh, it must be around probably fall twenty twenty three, because I already have some. We are already working in some tours around. Okay, good. 
to support. And for me, it's important to go on tour with my own songs, not just with covers because it's sure. making no sense, you know? So we are just working in the way that when everything is released with my original songs, obviously we're gonna put some covers in the set list, but it's gonna be Ronnie Romero touring with original songs. Okay, excellent. Now, um, I gotta ask the obvious, obvious question. The name of this release is Raised on Radio. Where's the Raised on Radio cover from Journey? <laughs> yeah, we thought about it, but, but you know what happened? That um, We did a lot of uh, Journey covers with Rorso Black, actually. Okay. And, and so, so the main ideas were like, okay, I, I, I would love to play, for example, Faithfully, but we did it with Lords of Black and the Age of the Blade, for example, we did it as well. Sure, okay. So, um, so it made no sense to, I mean, I really wanted to go, as I told you at the beginning, to go on the B-sides, you know, right. so it made no sense to go. I mean, it's impossible to choose a B-sides from Journey anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. When they have whole albums full of hits, I guess it's hard. <laughs> nice. Well, well, Ronnie, um, you know, as we've been mentioning, you you obviously front Rainbow or have fronted Rainbow, which is, you know, a great honor, I'm sure, I'm sure for you. You know, I mean, yeah. it's such an iconic band. And that being said, that comes with its share of criticism for no reason that's your fault. You know, just because the old heads just are like, Well, you're not Dio and oh, you're yeah. not Graham Bonnet. Yeah. Same time, you took equally as much credit for doing the Sunstorm record because you weren't Joe Lynn Turner. <laughs> because of all that now, is that one of the main reasons that you're looking to just kind of get away from this and establish yourself away from doing other people, jumping into other people's projects? Uh, well, it could be. It could be one of the reasons. But for me, the main reason is, I mean, yeah, uh, the good thing is that I, al I always I took this all this criticism like uh, you know I, I I never gave any importance to this because okay. I, I already knew when when you join Rainbow and where when you join Michael Schenker or Vandenberg you know that people is gonna compare because the people they love to compare they mm -hmm. love it even on this on this cover album when all the video clips we released so far all the people is saying. Ah, but it's not like the original. Exactly, it's not like the original. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they, everybody wants to say something and to have an opinion. So for me, it's it's pretty much okay that I mean I I don't take the criticism like uh, uh, in a stressful way. Uh, I never okay. I never did that. Uh, I really knew from the beginning when I was joining Rem with that where I am and who I am, um, and and obviously because there is, there is a fine line between uh, uh, when you are doing Rainbow, for example between to copy the singers, original singers, or, or to do yourself. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, um, um, I understood as well that the fans, they really want to, even when they go to the shows and they really want to listen the the, the, the song as closest as the original possible. Sure. Uh, at the same time, they don't want just the guy copying it, you know? Mm -hmm. So you need to manage in a way to, to, to not to go in any of those those sides but um uh, for me the most important thing now is is i think is the right time after 10 years doing a professional career and working with the, all the legends possible i mean i feel so grateful that i worked with with uh, uh richie blackmore michael Schenker, adrian bandenberg leo leone and many others sure. um, and i think it's the right time to to step you know a little bit forward and and to try my to try my own name i think sure. there's nothing and wrong with 
And and you're right about that. I mean, it really, at this point in your career, and this is just as a fan looking, you're right on the cusp of becoming, and I'm not insulting these guys. I love them, but you're right on the cusp of either doing your own thing or becoming a Ripper Owens or a Doogie White mm-hmm. or, a, you know, that that are known specifically for jumping into band mm-hmm. to band to band to band. And yeah. and again, nothing against them. I, they're cer- certainly beyond talent. No, nobody but, can blame in that. No, no, but, no. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong because it's, it's, it's a personal decision and it's okay. Sure. Uh, and it's pretty much okay. I always say that uh, musicians, there is two things. Musicians, we need to realize that we are selling something so that people, they can like it or they not. It's like when you buy a Coca-Cola. Some people, right. they prefer Coca-Cola. Some people, people they prefer Pepsi. You know, <laughs> so it's pretty much okay that people, they don't like my voice, they don't like my music or whatever it is. It's pretty much okay for me. Um, sure. um, so uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, to be the, the guy who played with a lot of legends, but now he can face his own reality and his own career because everything, everything is, is, is going so fast. Rainbow is going to get an end. Michael Schenker is going to get an end. Vandenberg mm-hmm. is going to get an end and you need to have something. So I, I really I try, I'm trying to follow the, let's say the deal uh, example about it. He was brave enough, even when he was in Rainbow, he was brave enough, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to try myself because I think I'm good enough to do it. And that's it. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you're definitely good enough to do it. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> well, well, Ronnie, you mentioned that you're going to be doing some touring is there anything on the books yet, or is the world still weird enough that you can't actually book anything? <laughs> I mean, uh, we need to be careful, you know, because uh, obviously you can you can book whatever you want, but then suddenly any, something is going to happen, you know, with the situation in Europe. Uh, yeah, every, yeah. Everybody was happy because the pandemic was getting to an end, and then suddenly the war happens. You know, right. so it was like, oh no, fuck! You know, something else. It's like the apocalypse. You know, right. <laughs> every day is a different writer. You know, so, 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 um, uh, but you know, uh, I think we're planning the things in the way that uh, uh, we're confident that the thing is going to happen at some point. Okay. And, um, and and I think if from the next year it will be pretty much back to normal. I think. Okay. Do you think you're gonna you're gonna get the opportunity to come to this side of the pond, or are you are you gonna primarily do Europe? Uh, I bet probably Europe first. But I really, I mean, I'm going with Michael Schenker anyway on fall. Okay. So, okay. Excellent. So I will be there, and then we will see with the connections and everything, because you know, music business is everything about connections and friends right. and. And uh, and then we will see what happened. But I would love to, of course. Very good, man. Well, Ronnie, you have this great um, covers album called Raised on Radio. It's the first of three, as we learned here today. I can't wait for the other two. But for now, it is out today, literally. I, I believe it, it just exactly. released here in the States today. So it is Ronnie Romero. And uh, Ronnie, where do you want us to tell people to go to keep up with you online and tour dates and buy the record and all that stuff? Just follow my social phobia because and frontiers because everything is there and I I just got my copy so you can oh have nice <laughs> you can have yours uh, and of course uh, thank you very much for the support to everybody absolutely well one more time the the um, the release is called Raised on Radio it is Ronnie Romero and Ronnie thanks so much for joining me here on F or on, on, you, on whatever show I'm doing on Chris Aiken presents thank you very much it was a pleasure. 